podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody, I hope this stream now works better, a brand new stream, please let me know in the comments, that's if anybody turns up after me, um, closing down the other stream. Um, so for those of you who may be tuning into this who didn't see the start of the other one, we shall just start again. Rangers 2 Hearts 1, like and subscribe and all that good stuff. Um, but I'll go to you first this time, Craig. Uh, just again, your your thoughts on, on that result, that that performance. Um, we'll go into obviously individual players. Um, we'll go into a few more details, but the result is always the most important thing, and we got it. So, what's your thoughts on the game? Happy with the result. Disappointed with the performance. I think the Ross said it in the previous one where if we didn't get that penalty, um, I don't see us scoring. So I think we've got out of jail a little bit. Um, I'm not going to sort of. I'm not going to sort of. Um, obviously turn it down, but I think the manager will have learned a lot more um, from today's game um, than he will have done um, from the previous couple of games. Yeah, I think there's a problem with YouTube. Um, so we'll just we'll carry this on anyway um, and, and and hope that it, that it gets a, a wee bit better. Let's not, let's not talk about the result then, Ross. Let, let's go through the game. Um, and we spoke on the pre-match... Um, about how this should be comfortable for us, how Hearts maybe aren't in the best of form, etc., etc., etc. And it was almost similar to a Prague in a way that we just it looked as if we had nothing. Didn't start the game well. Didn't start the game well at all. And Clement said, "What pre-match? He wanted them to come out fast. He wanted them to come out and." To puff on for the get-go and, and it was the exact opposite wasn't it it was the exact it was everything you don't want when you're getting into a game where you know a team can come in and be stuffy and poor poor for them so sorry if that was documented um poor for us to start with um decision making Shankland managing to peel off onto Ridvan, which was a tactic that they used all day. Every time Xander got the boy, kicked it into that channel, and it was Shankland against Ridvan. Now, I'm a big fan of Ridvan. I think he offers a lot going forward, but we've got to find a way to combat that because there's been a few games where he's not the biggest and short of putting 12 inch studs on the bottom of his boots. I don't know. How you, I don't know how you combat that because teams in Scotland where it is a physical league will continue just to keep hitting big diagonals right on top of them. Um, and as I say, as I've said since since last season, Shankland, he's good in the air, he's hold up, plays good, he defends well. As I said on the last stream, boys, I just can't believe that there's a player of that calibre in the league and we, we never went for him. Bonkers. I know, and you know what? We'll come back to it. we'll come back to that very point shortly. But you know, sometimes Craig teams get an illegal, and us, and it's for a bit of brilliance, or it's a mistake by somebody. It's early in the game, and you know you've got loads of time. 
you know, to make that up. But the goal itself, I've seen a lot of people having a go at Ridvan for the goal. Um, I don't think necessarily, and you maybe disagree, maybe I'm wrong, I don't think you can lay all the blame at Ridvan. I think it was actually just a quality cross. And it was a very, very good header. I don't think there's anything Butland could do about that. No, they were talking on Rangers TV at, at half-time, um, saying basically they they felt it was a good tactic by Shanklin to go at Ridvan. Um, so he's, he's sort of done what he wanted to do. Ridvan's never going to stop him getting the header in. Um, but they, um, Alan Hutton, who obviously has experience of playing as a, as a full-back, um, he, he, he was quite, quite critical and said it probably should have been cut out at the source. Um, the boys obviously cut back on his on his right foot and whip the ball in. It's, it's a great ball, great header. Butland's not stopping it. You could probably have two goalies in. Um, on the first glance, it looks like it's gone just past Butland, but actually on the replay of sort of with a goal central to the screen, it actually goes right over Butland's head. Um, so it's actually well above Butland and it sort of dips um, into the goal. So Butland's got no chance. I don't give any blame to Ridvan because he ain't going to stop Shankland from, from getting that ball. Um, I'll just give the praise to Shankland for actually making that move and actually losing Davis or Goldson, whoever should have been marking him and putting himself on Ridvan. Um, well, I think that I think the the cross could have been stopped um, basically earlier in the move. Yeah, and can I just say to people who are managing to get on the stream um, as a YouTube wide issue, <laughs> um, every live show at the moment is 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 struggling um, with. Streaming and buffering issues, um, not really a lot that we can do about it. Um, it's probably still working on Twitter, I suppose, <laughs> Which, uh, and Facebook as well, I suppose, um, I suppose it's, uh, it's, it's working on there. Do you know what, Ross? Normally we go through the games and we go through chances and, you know, we, we pick apart individual um, incidents within the game. There's only one or two I can even, I can even think about talking from that first half. Um, the penalty we got, Right on the stroke of half time. Um, I must admit, on first viewing, I thought, hmm, has Campbell went down a wee bit easy there just because of the speed that he was going at? But no, for me, for me, there's, it's a clear penalty, and I don't really think you can argue. No, it's a penalty all day long, and I think that's something that Tony Civic's not played a lot for Hearts this season. They've went with the boy Frankie Kent and Kai Rules. I think they've went with Civic today to go three because he's recovery pace against Sima, which I actually thought worked quite well for him. But it's one of the ones, isn't it? It's a, a rush of blood to the head. The ref let the game play on for a wee second and Big Toby already had his head in his hands, didn't he? He knew that he'd made contact with him. Um, and it, and from that from that moment, you think to yourself, right, go in at halftime, one each, and make a... get the crowd up, maybe make a a couple of subs at half time. Uh, I can't believe Lammers came out for the second half, to be honest. Um so there was a lot there was a lot riding on that penalty and folk they tell you that it that Tav never never misses the important ones. Well that one was really important. Uh, although he's had the chance to redeem himself later on in the game and has managed to put one away. Um Cantwell different class, but again when Cantwell's in that central area, he can commit defenders, Martin, and we're we're playing on wide right to accommodate an absolute donkey. And it's uh, you see what happens when he gets central. Um, I but in answer to your question, I, that was a long-winded answer. It was a definite penalty. It was a stonewaller, 
and um, we should have went in at half time, one each. We should have, Craig, but we didn't. Um, have, I mean, for, for the majority of the game, and we'll probably discuss him a bit later on as well, of course, um, towards the end. But for the majority of the game, he was poor. He's, he's, and I know that this is something Ross wants to talk about, but Craig, I'll, I'll come to you first. He was, his passing was off. Everything about his game was off. He was one of the worst players in the park. And yes, we can look at Lammers and we can look at Dessers. Um, but Tav was equally as bad as both up until obviously the, the last throw-ins um, of the game. And he misses a, a crucial, crucial penalty, um, albeit later on he scores one. Yeah, this isn't... If this if this was Tav's first poor game in six months or so, you could sort of give him a little bit of flack. But he's not been at it for about a year. He's been so, so poor. And you can sort of tell that maybe father time's catching up to him. He hasn't got the, he hasn't got the pace anymore. Um, he's never been the best defender, but he's just not able to sort of even do the basics. I mean, today he wasn't the only one. I was screaming at the telly the number of five-yard passes that were going awry. Um, yeah, he, I could sort of give him a little bit if, if, if the keeper saves the penalty, if it's a good penalty and the keeper saves it, but it's a, it's such a poor penalty. Um, and at that point, one minute in half time at, at one nil, I was sort of thinking it's going to be one of those days, and and it's just going to continue as it did in the second half. But um, yeah, that that was the perfect opportunity to change the game um, on half time, clear penalty, and just didn't take the chance. And you on mute. I'm on mute. That's that's shocking. That is shocking. Um, Ross, your thoughts then? Um, I know because I know it's something that you wanted to talk about. Um, not not so much on you know the the late part of the game because at the end of the day, Tav does score a penalty and he sets up Danilo for the for the winning goal. We'll come to that. Um, but your thoughts on the on the captain overall today? Stinking. I thought he was reeking. Honestly, um, see a lot of people. In the chat at the last, saying, oh, ca- Captain Courageous comes up and does it again and all that. Absolute boulder dash. See if, if we don't get the penalty, we don't go on to win that game. Tav scores the penalty and all of a sudden he's Captain Courageous again. He was absolutely shite for 90 minutes. And then he puts in a great ball for the, the goal. Don't. Don't take anything away for that. But if you let me put a hundred crosses into the box, I'd like to think I would meet somebody see do one of them as well. And that's what it is we'd have. It is before Bill get chucked, everybody was calling for Tav to be needs a rest, not up to the speed of the game, no this, no that. Then he scores two goals. Was it Ross County he scored two goals at? And yep. then he's the next big king again. And that's the thing. People are talking about this result paper near the cracks. Tav scoring a penalty today. Papers over the cracks that he's captain courageous and stepping up to absolute brutal, mate. I, I just don't. And he's very lucky that Dujon Sterling seems to be another person that we've built that's made out of Rice Krispies because he's not got any competition. But I'll tell you what, see, one of the best things he could do is give the boy, give the boy Diviner something a shot. Give somebody a shot and give them, because I. The nicey nicey thing, we're doing it with Rammers, we're doing it with Dessers, we're doing it with Tav, we're still doing it with Goldson, who I didn't think was particularly good again today either. This this team needs an overhaul. And I know that Clement said that he doesn't want to do too much too soon, but sometimes you've got to just go in there and just take bodies. 
just go in and just go, look, I'm sorry, but you're out. And that might send a shockwave and put a rocket up a few of them. Because I think, again, the, the day the sponsors got right, Lundstrom was probably our best player again. And people are always oh, negative. He's just, at least he offers something. Too many players offer and there's absolutely nothing. And the captain and the vice-captain are, are two of the biggest culprits, in my opinion. We did see, as well, Craig Raskin go off. Um, not 100% obviously sure yet what the injury is. Um, but before before we talk about the injury, just Raskin in general, um, how, what, what did you think of his performance? Because I am seeing quite a few people not overly happy with Raskin's performances. Um, I think he, he he was okay. I mean, I'd say he's probably a six out of ten. I don't think he was he was poor. I think there was players that were much poorer than him um, in the game. Um, I think he the I think the the manager's trying a game to play a slightly different position, where he's made. I think a couple of times today he he was the one that was at the bottom um, of the midfield, whereas normally it's been Lundstrom. So I think maybe he's trying a game to do that, and I think he's probably just getting used to that different different position. But I don't think he was honking. Um, I was disappointed when he went off because I think it's just a shot, and he's he seems to have landed on his ankle and twisted it. Um, but you could tell straight away he sort of indicated straight away that he wasn't he wasn't able to carry on. So hopefully it's just more of an impact injury, and he and then um, a few days and he'll be back. But I think that would be a big potentially a big miss if he's out. I know there's players coming back, but. Um, I think Raskin is, is one of the players that the manager will have a lot of faith in going forward. Can I just ask everybody watching, um, if the streams are getting better, can you let me know? Um, because uh, I know that there's been... I didn't know until we started the, the, the first stream, but there's been some serious issues um, on YouTube. So please let me know if your stream's getting getting uh, any better. Aye, Ross, he goes after the injury. And I don't think he has played anywhere near as good as what he can or... What he he's he's not showed you know what he showed us at the very start of his Rangers career, but if he's out for any more than you know two three four weeks, then you know I, I don't see a replacement in that midfield for him. Looked like an Achilles to me or a calf. Um, so yeah, you've seen it yourself with players over the last few seasons. Mate, a calf injury can be from six weeks to twelve weeks. There's nobody near him. He's kicked the ball. He's either overstretched something, or so it's not an impact injury. Um, which would which would be a worry uh, for me. I think um, I, I, I struggle with asking because I think he does a lot of the unseen work, but we're expecting him to be this. I, I think he's more in the Ryan Jack mode than anything else. I think he's a player that will be tenacious and go and win tackles. But he's then looking for a Cantwell or somebody to give the ball to to let them go and do the good stuff at the other end. But the problem we've got here is Lundstrom's your guy that's sitting down that and he's been expected to go ball to ball, eh, box to box rather. And I don't think it's his game. I don't I, I don't know. I don't know if it is. Is that his game? I don't know. Because I never watched Liege or whatever we got him for his reserve. So I don't know what his game is. All I know is what he's gave to us. I think he scored one goal for us in a year, so he's not like a goal-scoring midfielder that's going to go and break the lines. I think he's just looking for... Last season, when we got the best at him, he had Cantwell sitting right in front of him where he could win the ball and go and give it to Cantwell, and Cantwell had the freedom in the middle of the park to drift left or right and make the angles for that. I think he misses that because, let's be honest, 
I would rather turn and hoof it back to Jack Butland than give it to Sam Lammers because it's going to end up back there anyway. Oh, do you know, it's a game that we've won, Craig, right? And normally I like to go for, I like to try and make the reaction. I can't even think of the word, but I like to do it in order, right? But my heat's right out of place, partly because this YouTube situation, but partly because I don't know why, but part of me, you know, thought that, you know, we're still nowhere near where we need to be. We still don't have the players that we need to have. But I just didn't see a poor performance. As, well, a performance as bad as that. I still I, I still don't expect us to win every game or, or look fantastic, but I didn't see a performance as poor as that coming under Clement for that length of time. I don't know if that's, you know, he's only had two two games. You know, he's, he's not, like he said, he's not got a magic wand. Um, but I think I think I had forgot since Clement had come in just how shit we can be, and I think today's just a reminder of that. Yeah, I think last Saturday uh, the Hibs game, I think the early goal seemed to sort of give us a bit of a boost, and Thursday night we it probably masked Thursday night because we seemed to be under the cosh quite a lot, mm-hmm. and I think then we sort of looks like we're we're struggling, but actually we didn't really have a lot of the ball. Whereas today we had seventy percent of the ball. And just couldn't do anything with it. You sort of, like Ross said, you're lumping crosses into the box. Hope in the end, it's hoping that one of them will drop to a player. The Hearts players are packing the box, packing the outside of the box. There was one point where Ridvan goes inside and just has three or four players there, can't do anything. It seemed like it was one of those where you you just throw in throwing the ball in the box and just hoping it was similar to the Livingston game um, under Gio, where just cross, 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 cross. Yes, Hearts are going to come and do that, but you have to have a bit more, a bit more ingenuity and a bit of a plan B. And the manager, I'm glad he's bald because it seemed like he was going to be tearing his hair out um, by the first week of November um, if that game had carried on. But it's just, it's these. I'm start. I am now starting to believe that people have said for a long time that maybe, maybe there's an issue with a lot of the players rather than you could swap managers in. You could have Pep Guardiola there today. And if you've got those players that can't do the basics, basically they're never going to get a tune out of them. Um, and I think it just needs a complete, complete rebuild. I think the rebuild in the summer was needed. We obviously got the wrong players in, but we just didn't touch the key areas like the back four. Just didn't touch the back four, which has been a long, long-standing issue. Um, we should all be happy that we've won and, and we will be probably when we wake up tomorrow, we'll be a bit more, a bit more sort of... Um, a cold light a day and we'll see that actually we've won a game we're now five points behind but this is what the reason it's a reaction is to sort of go into it and not not just be blinded by the result yeah um right okay brian 81 ross Dessels was poor again yes but realistically he doesn't get much help at all to try and get some confidence back do you know two of, do, you know, do you know something ross see two or three weeks ago i'd have bought that i would have right because i was so desperate for Dessers to do well. I'm so desperate for every Rangers player to do well, right? But Dessers has been so poor that I, I thought to myself, you know, see if he just gets one goal and then goes on to have a half-decent season. I'm not talking about, you know, 20, 25 goals. I'm just saying a half-decent season where he helps out the team and he looks as if he can do something in the Rangers shirt, right? So see, two weeks ago, I would have blindly bought that. Not now. No, because he taken off at half-time and look, Danilo came on, and Danilo didn't pull up any trees in that second half for me, right? 
he got the goal, and we'll come to that, and that was fantastic. But he's still done more in five minutes of that second half than Dessers done in that first. Four, than Dessers has pr- pretty much done in his full Rangers career. Mate, Dessers is shy. Let's just say yeah. it. Let's just say it, mate. He's not a goal scorer. He doesn't hold the ball up. You can't press because he's not got the mobility to shut people down quick enough. And then he's backed up with his mates, like Coco the Clown and his twin. His mates no pressing, they're no harrying, they're no, he's no physical. See if you had a game. Golson headers the ball today, and I'm surprised you never spoke about it. Golson headers the ball, and see he's a striker. A striker bundles that in. Yeah. A striker, any, any striker in this league should be bundling that in. Sanders away, he's away for the, the role in the papers for the show. He thinks Goldson's headers can in. It's it's as clear a chance as you'll get. Mm-hmm. And so people are saying he needs confidence. So we said for weeks and weeks and weeks after preseason, as soon as one hits him in the arse, that'll get him gone. One hits off his shins in Europe, then he goes on another role where he looks as if he's playing with his feet on the ring legs. Then we're playing against Morton in the cup. He's absolutely torrid. We give him a penalty because that'll get his confidence gone. Then Juan literally hits him in the arse and goes in. And then last week, Cantwell gives him a shot. And he must have he must have been out for his Halloween as a striker because he was composed. And he let the ball settle and then he rolls it in the net. And then he's back to being shite again. So it's not a confidence issue. If you look at his stats for the last three or four seasons... He's been brutal. If you look at Lammers' stats for that, guy scored seven goals in three years or something. Mm-hmm. And we've brought the two of them in at a combined cost of about seven, eight million quid. It's no big money in the grand scheme of football, but it's big money for Rangers. It's big money for when you consider how many goals would Cholak have scored this season if you put him in Dessers' boots? How many goals would they have scored? You sold him, you chased him out the door for two and, million quid. And Sakala. Chased him out the door for two million quid. You've got, he's, he's not a world beater, but I'd rather have one of the Rainbows. I'd rather have Alex Lowry in, as I said in the podcast before. I'd rather have him at Rangers training with high quality players gone and getting, being part of European match squads. He would offer you more than that. Uh, Lammers. I, I don't understand what's happening here. And I'll tell you what I said in the group chat as well uh, before. See if Clermont in the next game plays A2. That's a major red flag for me because there is other options. The boy McCausland's came on the day and proved that he can come on, mix it up. It's I don't think it's any I don't think it's any uh, coincidence that the last two games have played better when they two have took off. I don't think there's any. It was 15 shots to one the other night in the Europa League. Dessers goes off, and then we have 14 shots after that. That tells me that there's no link up play coming for him. There's no chance creation. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing. Hopeless. And every single passing day that goes by, Mick Beale just gets worse and worse and worse because he's left us in some shambles, by the way. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're, you're not. You're now, Martin, looking at, see, come Christmas, come next summer, see if you don't get a decent run in Europe. You're now looking at having to go and sell maybe a Butland or something in order to get another whole new front line in. We, we should be building our team around Butland and Cantwell and players like that. But we're going to need to hit the sell button. 
in order to build a new team because we can't just have one great player surrounded by absolute key and that's what we've got now. It's bonkers. I have to agree, Craig, with every word that Ross says there. Um, um, it's, it's, we have to look back at the recruitment process and it's not just Beale, but it's a big part of Beale. Um, it's John Park, uh, it's Bisgrove, um, it's the whole recruitment process. We have to look back at all that. And you can you could maybe say if it's one or two players that have got poor one player, two players that don't have the best record, but you think there's a player there and you want to take a chance on them, then you bring them in. Mm-hmm. Not if you pay a combined total uh seven or eight million pounds. They have to work. There's there's no other option. And I think Ross is right. Looking at that game today, it's not all on Beal, but Beal has um, left us in a really, really, really sorry state. Yeah, all the flack that Ross Wilson used to get. I don't remember Ross Wilson going out and spending that much money on the dross we bought this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he went out and bought the the three players or the the sort of half million, and they they probably turned out to be crap. But then it's not a massive outlay. Um, I just don't understand what Beal was watching. Maybe he he got the wrong DVD and was watching clips of them from six, seven years ago and, and thinking, oh, they look great. Um, you can't tell me there were players in this in the Scottish League that we couldn't have gone out. Ross said it. You could have got Lawrence Shankland or Kevin Nisbet for half the money that you paid for Cyril Dessas and they'd probably do as good a job, if not better. Um, you got rid of Cholak and Sakala and yes, yeah, Sakala frustrated the hell out of us at times. But the guy scored goals. He provided assists. He he put in performances. Cholak was up until his injury was was scoring goals for fun, and then Beal shipped him out the door. Didn't want to play him. Would rather play a fat, out of shape, disinterested Morelos because of what Morelos had done three or four years before, rather than play Cholak and adapt his team to Cholak. Um, he's got a lot to answer for, but. I just don't see, without just basically ripping up the contracts and saying, see you later, we need to get something out of them. But I just don't see a way because a few weeks ago, I was like you, I'd have given Dessers the bit of benefit of the doubt. But I've seen, I was watching him today a lot during the game. And there was three or four times where, I said it in the pre-match, he runs towards defenders or runs behind defenders so that when the ball doesn't come to him, his excuse is, well, I was marked. I was marked there. You need to have a bit more, a bit more ingenuity. I can, I can, I can accept a player not being good enough if they put in the effort, but the boys just not putting in the effort. Can we look at this performance today, Ross? Um, has it got anything to do with the fact that they dropped points yesterday and we had the opportunity to claw back some points? Is that a mentality thing? Is there anything in it with that, or is it just a case of most of these players just aren't good enough? I think there's a I mean, bit of mentality. They're not good enough, but you get what I mean. I think there's, I think there is a bit of mentality in it, Martin. Sorry, I was just laughing at the the comments there because somebody said Shankland was man of the match and he's getting ripped to bits. Shankland was the best player on the park by a mile. Bender, it watches football can tell you that. Held it in, got his team up the park, scored, cleared one off the line. We bit of composure, defended well. Shankland was by miles the best player on the park, but. What you're talking about there with the, hopefully now that's a monkey off the back and we can now realise that we can 
we we can go and just play our own game, beat a team, and get closer because it seems that over the last few seasons, when we've had a chance to call it back, we've no took it. And people people will say, "Oh, penalty to Rangers." Both penalties we got are stone walls. By the way, the, the second one, the second one is one that sometimes doesn't get given. There was a much more clear penalty on goals in the first game of the season at Kilmarnock where the boy had him in a, a, a chokehold for the waist. That's not a chokehold, that's a belly lock, but you know what I mean. They, um, so some you get, some you don't. Some you get, some you don't. And the difference today is, no, as much as it is a wee bit papering out of the cracks, right, because the performance wasn't good enough, there's enough in it to say to me, if we start games with our best 11, and that doesn't include Lammers and Dessers. It potentially doesn't include Goldson. It potentially doesn't even include Raskin because he's not been great so far. And Lundstrom's playing that, that defensive role better than him. I feel as if we're hamstringing ourselves with our team selections at the start of games. Um, so hopefully now it's down to five points and it's exactly what Clement said. We, all we can do is win our games and hope that the rest of the league put in performances and... Touch Harry Wood. Um, that's the start of it. He said two or three games in charge and he's he's called back a couple of points already. So what, what more can we ask for from him? Shall we hear from the winning goal uh winning goal scorer? Does that does that even make sense? Shall we hear from the man who scored the winning goal? <laughs> Danilo has spoke to um RTV. Um it's only a minute a minute fifty seconds, so let's hear what Danilo had to say. Daniel, winning goal for you at Ibrox this afternoon. How do you feel after that? Incredible. Uh, don't have words to describe this feeling. And um, I think it's not only me, uh, all the teammates. It's not uh, one player. It's like it's all squads uh, deserve these three points. And we didn't give up. And they, that's what the coach said to us as well. We have the group and we have the quality. So we keep fighting and 90 minutes. And then I think we deserve the three points and then I'm really super glad that uh, I could score the winning goal. Yeah, what were your thoughts on the game over over the 90 minutes? Uh, well, I think we we conceded the goal quite fast and uh, they they blocked as well uh, really good. I think they're defending quite good, but uh, I think with your quality we could uh, create some chance, but I think we have to to finish the chance that we had done. Unfortunately, I've lost the first penalty. I think could be different game if he scored that goal. But yeah, and I think we keep fighting, and then that's what uh, this club is for as well. We keep fighting 90 minutes, and then that's what about the the game is 90 minutes plus. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, how important was that character and, and fight from the squad to, to really keep pushing and, and get rewards at the end? I think uh, we play at home as also we also have to. It's like our demanded, and then that's what about. We have to keep fighting and keep believing yourselves. So that's what was about. And then I think we got the penalty to have scored. And yeah, that, that moment that uh, could, uh, could keep the three points, that's, that's good. Right, do you know what? Let's, let's go into a wee bit of positivity then, then Craig. Because, you know, Danilo says there, you know, you, the game's 90 minutes plus. You, you, you play until the final whistle. And unlike other times we've seen, unlike other seasons that we have been in, when we play as poor as that, we tend not we tend to either lose or draw. We don't tend to win. Um, we get the, the, the penalty, comes in the 89th minute. 
Um, Tav scores it, fair play to him, took balls. He missed the first one, he's not played well, he comes up, he scores the penalty. And then Tav crosses the ball in, not long after it, and Danilo with a fantastic header to win the game. So we did manage to win a game that it looked as though we were never going to win, let alone, we were never going to score, sorry, let alone win. Yeah, the positive I'll take is that for me, like Thursday night, I think if, if we had the previous manager in, that's two games that we lose. We don't get a point on Thursday and we don't win today. Um, I think that that's hopefully a bit of mentality that, that the new manager is bringing in, which will take time. Um, the penalty is a stonewall penalty. I don't understand what the boy is he's complaining about, why he's, why he's arguing about the penalty. Um, you could see straight away, I mean, the, the Rangers TV, I think it's Graham Dorrance, he... He called it as the ball came out of the box from the corner. He called that there'd been a foul. Um, and obviously then it went to VAR and, and was checked. Part of me was expecting it not to be given. And uh, the fact that we'd had the first one in the first half. Um, but it was a stonewall penalty. You couldn't get around it. Um, Tav, I was not happy that Tav was taking the penalty. I was certainly not, not happy and wanted someone else to take it. Um, but he puts it away. And then the... The winning goal, um, yeah, just emotion in that moment. I didn't really catch it. I just heard the roar and, and sort of ran out the room and, and carried my boy down the stairs, trying not to fall downstairs with a five-man fold um, and, and sort of throwing him up in the air, forgetting that he just had a bottle. So, uh, um, but yeah, it was just the, just the emotion. But well, those were the positives. I think Clement has put that a little bit in that we'd have lost that game today. Um, we've We've... With either the two previous managers, in my opinion. I mean, Ross, in that whole second half, we did create. Um, I know that a lot of people don't like it. I'm, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of looking too much to stats, especially when you're not playing well. But the XG was something like 2.5 or 6 or whatever the hell it was. At the point we've only had one shot on target. Um, so, you know, we were creating chances. We were getting into positions to score. Um, so I suppose in a way there is there is positives to try and and kind of steal away from that. Yeah, of course there is. Um, if you think about the chances that have come in, there's one comes across the box in the first half. Dessers takes a fresh air sweep. There's one at the start of the second half that gets cut back. Lammers has just got to hit the target, opens his foot, puts it over the bar. There, they are good goal scoring chances that are counting towards the XG that we are not getting shots on target. Got a good laugh as well, by the way, in the comments here, because if, if I was a Tim and my team were chucking points, the last place I would be going is on a Celtic podcast when they've just won, trying to ban folk up in the comments, using shite part of Lewis Capaldi. Do you know what I mean? It's an absolute shambles. <laughs> so if, if I was a Celtic fan, then I would be going, what's going wrong with my team? Because we're also chronic. They're on here as if it's only as it's chronic. They are absolute geek as well. I know, but Ross, but, you're, you're forgetting one thing. When they lose a drop points, it's not their fault. Oh, it's never. But the two the two penalties a day, there's absolutely no disputing either of them. But I just think with the XG thing, we've, we've got Cantwell playing at a position, right? When Cantwell plays central, it looks a bit more of a threat, but we've got four Four people playing in that last third and two of them couldn't hit Mars with a banjo if they were standing two feet away and Mars is about that size. <laughs> so that it's not even as if they're forcing goalies into saves. It's not 
everything that comes through our strike force is just routine for a goalie. They don't offer anything. And again, once they go after it, she goes up. So you could beat that drum all day. Do you know what I mean? You could you could scalp it all day. But until such times as we get somebody up front that looks as if they're going to score goals, mate, or XG's always going to be way above what our actual goals are because they don't look like scoring. Danilo, I think, looks as if he could be that man. And Craig, I'll come to you with this because it wouldn't be fair to go to Rossford. If you're Xander Clark in that Hearts goal, um, you're leaving that field absolutely raging because you've pretty much had nothing to do. Um, and the two goals that we score, I don't think Xander, well, obviously one's a penalty, another one's a, a header for close range. There's nothing Xander can do about that. Yeah, he hasn't had a lot to do, um, bar a few shots from outside the box, which you'd expect um, the goalkeeper to be saving. A couple of Lundstrom ones that are sort of right down his throat. He hasn't really, if, if, if this was a game that we've battered hearts and He's pulled off worldies all game, you could sort of say, fair enough, but he hasn't really. Um, he's basically had to just catch a few balls in his box and and, and that's it. And he ain't really got the strikers there in Dessas and Lammers to be worried about that. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd if I was Xander, I'd be coming off thinking what what the hell's happened there? I should be having a clean sheet from that. See, on that thing, Martin, I always laugh at all my pals who text me all game at your brother, time wasting bastard, blah blah blah. That, but then, but then, see, as soon as we go to one up, Butland comes and plucks one out there, and the first thing he does is drops onto deck to waste settings. It's just a thing that every you're, you're daft if you don't see if you're see if you're one nothing up away at Ibrooks. What what do you do? Of course, you time waste. Doesn't matter if you're a Rangers fan, a Hearts fan, a Hibs fan, a Celtic fan. Doesn't matter. You, you want your team to win, you're paid to do a job. It's bonkers how that changes. I know, I, I was calling your brother a few things during the game and all, but like I say, I, I, I call him a few things every day, mate. I wouldn't worry about that. You, you, get, you get away with it. Right, OK, let's um, let's hear from the manager. He spoke, um, I'm actually quite interested to hear what he's got to say after that. So, uh, Philippe Clement spoke to Rangers TV um, after the win today. Philippe, a big win this afternoon. What pleased you most about that performance today? That I saw the mentality that I want to see and what we talked about uh, in the tough moments when things doesn't go away, to never stop, to, to always repeat, to fight, to work, to continue until we die. And with all team, not only with 11 players, also the players who come off the bench to give the team energy, to give them something extra. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really important evening, this one. For me, it's a, it's a reference game. This is the mentality I want to see all season, every three days. If we do that, then we can have a, an amazing season. And then the players will win the confidence of the fans also back in the difficult moments. And then we are even much stronger. Over the course of the 90 minutes, what, what were your thoughts on the game? That uh, it's a game you always need to win. Uh, okay, data are not always important, but in, in, in this moment, it's really clear if you have almost 70% ball possession, you have like 28 shots. Uh, you have five big chances, you miss a penalty, you get a goal against in the first action of the opponent. It's, uh, it's a scenario that's really negative in that way and it's really difficult to get a result then if you have a scenario like that. But we kept uh, what I asked before the game, we kept on going, we repeated our actions, we didn't lose our belief, we went full for it and 
the players get what they deserve today, and that's a win. But it's only possible if everybody on the pitch goes hard every time and doesn't lose his confidence. So it's a very important step forward, I think, that the team made today. Yeah, how big can that be for the squad? Obviously, getting the rewards at the end for for their fight that they showed today. Um, they can use this as a reference in in the future when uh, the difficult moments come to speak with each other on the pitch about that that they did it against Hearts, so they can do it uh, against every team in the league. And that's why we need to use it as a reference game also, because it's inside of the players. They showed it today. It's about showing it every time. Now, that is the type, Ross, of post-match that you want for your manager. Um, I, I love the fact, <coughs> excuse me, I love the fact that he's just all about winning and he's all about mentality. And... I think that is one of the main reasons why, and it's been a short, he's only been in a short time, but I think he is probably the main reason why we won that game today. He's done, he's done well. What I like again there is he gives you that wee tip bit, Martin, where you can listen to him and he goes, it's good to have players, but only if they're working for the team and their confidence is up. What I challenge him to do now is see the players who are playing without confidence, give somebody else a shot at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that this is a reference because for how how many years as far back as I can remember that's that's the kind of games that win your titles last year we done it up at Aberdeen and you thought we would have kicked on and we we never really but that's the, that's the kind of game that can be the difference between winning a league and no winning a league mm-hmm. you're, you're now you're now five points behind and you've got 26, 28 games to go. Five points isn't a lot of points. No. But see if we can, he can say to them, see if you're 1-0 down and you're maybe away at a Motherwell and they're sitting in. That's what he's talking about there. They've now got a... He can... Listen, we've done this before. You've been there and done it. Let's go and get the two goals we need to win the game and no just let's try and score one and then sit in and defend a draw because a point's better than none. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear from the manager. I want us to see if we are 1-0 down getting into the 90th minute. I still want us to be scoring too. I don't want us to just score one and then try and try and sit on that. And that seems to me as if that's what that's a big Philippe Clement fancies for us. And that mate, that's what you need. That's the difference. We've now got a, a manager who is a winner, a proven winner. I think the most impressive accolade for him is winning a league with one team and then moving teams and winning the same league the following season and the season after. Aye. That's that's a winner's mentality. Um, so, really good. Really good sound bites. Good to hear again that he's giving the wee subconscious digs that, look, if you're not doing it, you'll not be playing. I just hope that he's got the, the cojones to, to start actually putting that into place now and starting games with 11 people that can contribute to a winning Rangers side on the park. Um, Jim Sloan, I don't know what this is about because I've not really been keeping an eye on the comments but thank you very much for the, the super chat, um, I don't know really what's going on in the comments there but Jim always, always um, helps out the show, supports the show so so Jim, thank you very, very, very much I mean, I, Craig, if that's if that's Michael Beal coming out after that game um, I don't think he fills the support with anywhere near the kind of confidence um, that Philippe does No, I mean, Beal came out there was a game a few weeks back when his, his comment was, "We need to go and if, if we if we can't win the game, we don't lose it." 
that that was that was his that was his actual words. Clement's not saying that. He's saying I want to win every single game. And now the team have a point where, like Ross said, if they go to Dundee on Wednesday night and they're one down with ten minutes left, he can say, Well, actually, you did it on Saturday. You came back um Sunday, you came back on Sunday and you won two one to go and do it again. Beal Beal would did not have that aura about him, did not have that that way of coming across. Um he seemed to very much be picking positives when they're not there, when Clement is very to the point and says stuff that you have to read between the lines, but you know what he's on about. Big, big Craig, just on the, the point that Ross made as well, though, um, how long will the the fans accept that if he still continues with Essers, if he still continues with Lammers? Oh, the fans won't accept it for very long. I think at the moment we give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt because he's in the door two weeks and the, there are still players coming back. If we're looking at, if we're here in six weeks' time when Danilo, Sofuentes, Dell, Raskin are all available and he's still playing Destin and Lammers, then big questions need to be asked. And if they're still putting in performances like today. Um, at the moment, he is kind of hamstrung to a point, but I think I'd be interested to see what the team's like on Wednesday. Um, I'd be very, very interested because I think there could be some changes coming on Wednesday night. And the manager might frame it as fitness and, and number of games in a number of weeks, but I think there'll be a I think there'll be a, a, a different point of view inside the dressing room for that. Well, can, we'll can I just say Martin, I thought you come in there, see today, see if we don't get that penalty in 90 minutes and we're going to lose that game today, people would already be questioning him for for, for, uh, for sticking with A2. We've got away with it today, right? It's just as well Danilo had a mask on because that was a robbery that happened today. <laughs> because we didn't look at scoring, mate. We get a penalty. We go in and score, but see if that result doesn't happen today. Folk are on here, folk are on here, and folk are questioning why did Dessler start? Why is Lammers played another 70 minutes offering the middle of Parliament? Why is that still happening? So, there was, there was people, Ross, sorry, just on that very point, Ross, there was people questioning why Cantwell was brought off. Um, and there was other, that, and uh, the answer to that was, look, he looked knackered. He's just coming back for an injury. Maybe the club wanted to protect him. But then other people were coming back and saying, listen, a, a Cantwell with zero energy still offers more than a Lammers. Well, that, that's, that's a medical department thing because if, if Cantwell's tired, is he going to do himself an injury? Do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, mate. I would I would take Lammers if he was on uh, sorry, Campbell. I would take Campbell on crutches before I would take Lammers if he was forty percent fit. But if you're gonna end up doing further damage to Cantwell, then I'm not I'm not a doctor, so I don't know the ins and outs of a Campbell's injury, but maybe he can only play seventy minutes. Mm-hmm. But again, it, when you don't know, mate. Just some of the some of the stuff that's happening is kind of wild. Like we're bringing Scott Wright on before the boy McCausland, and then you're playing Cantwell still. At, you're, uh, you're playing right in the middle, and Cantwell still it on the right. Surely that's the other. He's it can only it can only be with a player that he's got at the moment, and that is a squad for of players that are maybe know what we would term. Rangers class, but I don't even know what Rangers class is anymore, Martin, because people will tell you 
use him against people will tell you Shanklin's no Rangers class, Doyle wasn't Rangers class, Ferguson wasn't Rangers class, Nisbet wasn't Rangers class, but they're better than the class we've got at the moment, every one of them. So what is Rangers class now? I don't know. I was one of the ones who was all aboard the no Lewis Ferguson train. Um and I was proven wrong and I'm happy to admit that I was proven wrong because he seems to be tearing up strips in Italy. So um I was I was severely wrong on that. Um okay, Craig, so we won the game and we got out of jail. Um how are you feeling now as we as we sit here uh, just after ten past six on a Sunday night? Um we've clawed back two points, we're now only five points behind Celtic. Um, you've seen the game, you've seen the reaction, we've had about a time to kind of sit and chill. Um, what's your thoughts now heading deeper into the season? Still lots of work to do, but the signs so far, more of the mentality is promising. Once the manager can actually focus on a team, I think and I'll happily sit here in six weeks or eight weeks' time if he's still playing Lammers and Des um, and, and sort of and hold my hands up and say I was wrong, but I'd like to think now, maybe Wednesday night, Danilo gets in from the start. I think it's a big, a big call. We were all talking at half time where we're making any changes. I think Des is going off at half time. Hopefully, will be a big, a big call from the manager. I think he's hopefully seen enough in two and a half games from Des to see. Actually, you're not for me, Ross. That was a question, mate. I was zoned out reading the comments. Sorry. <laughs> how are you? I've got a habit of doing that. How How are you feeling? How are we feeling now as we sit here looking forward? Now we've we've clawed back the two points, like you say, we're only five points behind. But it wasn't the best performance. But we got the win. Not everything's rosy, but not everything's completely negative. How are we looking now going ahead? Uh, we're looking a bit closer to one of the rivals. We've won a game that arguably we wouldn't have won. Um, hopefully now you're going to have a Lawrence and a Cifuentes in about the squad um, you've got a manager that wants to go and win games and you seen last week we played Hibs so wants to keep his once he's got a team down he wants to put his foot on their neck doesn't he? doesn't he want to give teams the opportunity to come back we knew we knew when Clement came in that he had a big job on his hands I'm positive because we're winning games we probably would never won. We're starting to get players back fit and fingers crossed we're coming to the end of this shit show that we keep going with up front. As Craig says there, pulling him at half time, he probably got 20 minutes longer than I would have gave him, but we saved him the embarrassment of whipping him after 25. If we can get the same with Lammers, then I believe that we are, I've, I've said it since day one, Martin, I, I, I believe that we are squad for squad equally as good a team as Celtic. And I think that with the right manager, with the right tactics and the right football and philosophy, there's no much in it at all. And so I, I'm positive about the season. Plus, obviously, the supercomputer that predicts the league predicted us to win it, didn't it? So... Do well. I'll ask you this now, then, Ross. Do we have the right manager? Yeah. Just, yeah. If we have the right manager, we've got the right philosophy, we can win the league this year. Do we have the right man? I think I, I get slagged for saying it all the time, mate. Seven points with thirty games to play isn't a lot of points to be ahead. 
I don't think I don't think our main rivals are any great shakes. They've got a manager who notoriously wastes money, doesn't really bring in great signings. They'll know the team of last season. So see if we can get our better players fit and find a way to get all our people, all our players fitting in with a nice overall mentality of if you're not playing well, you lose the shot and somebody else gets a shot and they're in until such times. I think that's what we, we need. Because we, I've said before as well, we've got a leadership group of Tav, Goldson, uh, Lundstrom, players like that, mate, that are just losers, mate. They're just conditioned to come in second and it doesn't really bother them. That's mm. got to change. And I think Clement will be the person that can that can change that. He's a big intimidating guy. I would be a fancy sitting in the, the dressing room at half time the day anyway, put it that way. <laughs> no, true, true. Um, we are back tomorrow night, half past seven for the phone in. It'll be good to get your calls in. We need to start getting some more calls. Um, because um I want to try and make it last a wee bit longer. So if you phone in, then it will last as long as you keep phoning. Um, we've also got our build-up and reaction on Wednesday. We've got our phone in again on Friday, and then we've got our build-up and reaction to the Hearts game on Sunday. So plenty of content coming your way next week here on the Rangers Rabble. Uh, my thanks to Craig and Ross for joining me after that. Um, it's really weird because you should be, in the olden days when you don't play well and you manage to come away with a win, you're jubilant, you're happy, you don't even care about the performance, you're just happy you get the win. But we seem to be stuck in this limbo now where until such times as we start winning things, I don't think we can properly enjoy moments like this because you should be on this after it, jumping about, shouting, screaming, happy that you've just won a game that you didn't look like winning. Um, but I think it just shows where we are right now as a football club that we're, we're not like that. Um, but hopefully, hopefully, and Ross is pretty much guaranteed it, um, that that will be changing soon. Uh, very, very, very soon. So uh, thank you, Ross. Yes, I think uh, I think uh, on that, see the likes of midweek for the game, see as soon as they two's names are known in the starting lineup, there's immediately a buzz. Uh, the supporters uh, will get a buzz, the players will get a buzz, everybody will get a wee lift because they know you've got somebody on the part that can affect the game, mate. Aye, I, I think that that it's, it's as simple as that because if you imagine us on here as supporters... Uh, we watch every game. We come to our conclusions about players. You're not going to tell me that Todd Cantwell is playing, knowing that he's playing with two people that are going to feed off him and create, and he's going to be able to create. So see, when we see the team line up an hour before the game, I can imagine quite a lot of the players. Hearts sink a wee bit when they got in the... The team lines are up on the, the notice board on the Friday for training today. They're shaping up for the Saturday. I can imagine that it doesn't affect just the support. I think that we'll get a jag just by playing 11 aside rather than nine. <laughs> it would be a start anyway, wouldn't it? It would be a start anyway. Um, but we'll leave it there, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in. Remember, our sponsors, NordVPN, are offering 63% off a two-year NordVPN subscription. And you can get that by using the link in the description. Using that link also helps to support the podcast. 
um, which is greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, and my apologies today, by the way, apparently there has been technical issues with both Google and YouTube today. So there's been a lot of buffering. Um, links haven't been working, etc. So I hope that people that are watching on YouTube have actually managed to see the majority of this, this podcast. If you're watching on Twitter as well, give us a follow. Um, give the show a like on Twitter, a wee retweet as well, and, and the same stuff on, on Facebook as well. So there we go. Rangers won. Thankfully, we closed the gap um, to five points on our nearest rivals. So things are starting to look up slightly. Um, so let's hope it continues that way. We'll be back tomorrow night, half past seven for the phone in. Hope to see you all there. Good night. Podcast Network.